today on CityCast Denver. One thing I feel like I'm seeing more and more of nowadays are sober events or sober bars. It's definitely something I'm excited about as a recovering alcoholic. But this sober trend is not just for people like me. It's not an AA meeting. We're not doing testimonials. It's it's a party. That's how my friend Jen Cordy describes her booze-free event, Clearheads. It's purposefully not a, quote, sober event. It's just a cool hang that's not centered on alcohol. Every month at Fort Greene in Globeville, Jen curates live music, food trucks, and just overall good vibes. So I wanted to talk to her about why she saw a need for Clearheads in Denver and how it might be a better space to enjoy music and art than your traditional bar scene. Today is Thursday, May 5th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Ready. Okay. Can do this. Old friends. Old, old tricks. <laughs> Jen Cordy, welcome to CityCast Denver. Hi, I'm so excited. I'm so excited you're here too. And and we're talking about something that's really important to me and I'm so glad that you're doing this, but you're creating this thing, this space called Clearheads, a booze-free hang. Why did you want to create Clearheads? Well, I mean, let's, I wanted, would like to be honest. Um, I'm not on my own sober journey. I, I have not had to go down that route, but I have several community members who have, and I don't really drink and I don't really party very hard. And I just thought it would be cool to create a space free of alcohol, free of feeling. There's so many aspects, like uh, the performers don't feel like they need to drink to perform. The club doesn't isn't putting the um, economic pressure for the band to play later and later and later to keep people drinking, to get wasted, to make money. The audience has a safe place to go where, frankly, like alcohol can bring out some serious deviance, right? So it's really about creating a space where you're challenging the relationship of alcohol and the consummation of art. Yes, and I uh, appreciate that because the last band I was in, which was like 10 years ago, I was sober and it was a very different experience than the previous band I was in when I was not sober. And I know exactly what you're talking about, which is um, the room becomes different when you're playing, you know, when you're an artist playing a show and everyone is hammered. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I know that you've been performing for many, many, many years. A millennia. <laughs> a millennia. <laughs> but it's interesting to me that you are taking this on as someone that is not on a sober journey, that doesn't struggle with alcohol, but sees it as maybe something that gets in the way when we're also trying to have a good time around art. And I don't want people to get the wrong idea. It's not an AA meeting. I've had some people be like, ooh, that sounds like a downer. And you're like, no, this isn't a, it's not an AA meeting. We're not doing testimonials. It's, it's a party. Um, it's a celebration of life and a celebration of art. We are just present and in the moment. And I, coming out of COVID, a lot of my um, personal journey with art is like, I just want to come from a place of joy. I only want to play shows that feel good. I only want to create spaces that feel good. And so to me, Clear Heads is like coming from a new place of joy and clarity, having a clear head about it. So my our performers last month spoke to their 
journey and through rehab and how that felt and they've never shared that on stage before so that was really cool to be able to provide that space and everybody was really open to it but it didn't have that feeling of like we're being lectured we're at an AA meeting or at an AA meeting it was more like hey you know what I have been sober this long I wrote this song when I was in rehab here's why I wrote that song and I've never shared that with anybody but I feel like this is a space that I can do that it was really cool it was really cool to to facilitate that and even the dj that we had um you know she was like hey i'm not a sober person but i really appreciate this space because it challenges me to feel like i can just show up and be present in my art and not feel like i need to have that drink or two before i play because i have social anxiety or i got to get in my vibe or whatever like i understand that i used to do that too we i feel like there's that's part of the culture, right, of music is being like, oh, we're drinking whiskey and I have my whiskey voice and I'm going to smoke a ton of cigarettes and like that's going to make me so much better. And when when people are like, that performance is great, I can be like, oh, it was the whiskey, you know, and really to me, music is church. So finding new reverence. I, again, I think um, you're hitting on something that people who are in sobriety want so badly, but also folks who are not, but alcohol just doesn't play a role in their lives. And it just, it's a new place. It's like, it's like almost like you're imagining a new space, which is we can get together, enjoy art. We're not focused on alcohol, but we're not even necessarily, we're talking about it a little bit, but it's also just like, I can go to this event and not feel pressure to do something or feel pressure to get drunk or, you know what I mean? Honestly, it's a day party, right? It's like from noon to four. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's also all ages. Like I made it that way. So like people who, I mean, under 21 year olds, have nowhere to go to experience music kids um or elderly people you know like uh, families i mean families anybody yeah exactly what you're saying creating a new space without it this episode is brought to you by the colorado wine board because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. So I have to ask you, this event, Clearheads, was created in part because you secured a grant to so you could you could make sure that you could pay djs and pay artists and bring food trucks in and make sure that they make enough money um and but you're still hosting it at a bar at fort green i just wonder um how did you get a bar to sign on to a booze free event well (laughs) eleanor at fort green is amazing um i chose fort green because you know eleanor we had a long conversation. Eleanor wants Fort Greene to be a community space. That's important to her. It's also a historic building. It's been around since the 1800s. It's in a historic neighborhood. It's women owned. There's like four people that work there. 
And that's part of the goal, right? Every every aspect has intention. So what's the intention? The intention is to help a small space that really struggled during COVID and still needs support and also wants to be a community member. So I don't look at Fort Greene as a bar. It also doesn't feel like a bar. It's got a really cool aesthetic. Like I've had some people tell me they've gone to some sober bars in town and it was really triggering for them because it felt like a bar. It felt like a club. Like there's you know, non-alcoholic wall of spirits. And they just felt very triggered, like they were back in the club. And that's not what I wanted. I wanted to, I wanted a safe, comfy place. And Fort Greene just feels like the coolest grandma's house ever. It does. It's got these rooms in a house feel. It has a wonderful little patio. Mm-hmm. It's decorated beautifully. You're right. Even though it is a bar on paper, it's not like you're saying it doesn't have a wall of booze behind it. That's so amazing. And I never made that connection until you said that it's and it's the kind of place I don't know you were speaking earlier about people being in a bar not drinking and like I can't tell you how many times when I've when I'm about to perform or just got done performing they're like can I buy you a drink and I say no I don't I don't really drink I'm cool and the the question is always why yeah right and you shouldn't uh, have to crazy have to me. Why. it's kind of it, it makes me feel like when people are like do you want to do some heroin and you're like no nah, I'm cool and they're like oh why like, it's just as dangerous. It's just as, you know, or, or, but, but if you say, like, do you want to smoke weed? And someone's like, no, you're like, okay, cool. But alcohol is, it is very weird hard thing. for folks to understand that some people just don't drink or drink that much or have a reason. You know what I mean? Like, I'm on the opposite end of it in that sometimes I get asked that it's very rare anymore. It was more when I first quit push, push, push. Why, 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 why? And I'm like, do you want me to talk about being an alcoholic? Because it's going to make you real uncomfortable. Yeah, we're going to go there real quick. Why can't we just hang out in a space and say, oh, yeah, I'd love a Coke. I'd love, you know what I mean? I'd love a, a yeah. kombucha. Mine's a, mine's pineapple, drink, pineapple juice and soda water. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, and more bars are figuring that out, that some people just are there to hang out and don't want to drink, but still want an option that's not tonic water or soda water off. Soda water and bitters, like for, for the love of God, like <laughs> soda water and bitters. That and that's the thing. Like at Fort Greene, you know they have a they have a, a classic cocktail menu, and she's like, "We'll make it a mocktail menu. We'll curate mocktails for you." And that's part of it. Is like let's it's an experience. Everything's an experience. It's not, hey guys, come over here and you can buy a kombucha or a soda water, or a Pampalamoose Lacroix. Right. <laughs> Though I will say that is quite an upgrade from like ten years ago when like oh, I yeah. literally couldn't get anything but a Coke. Or, I mean, I'm a tonic water drinker because I'm a weirdo. But yeah, like, it's gross. It's gross. I know it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great when when places go the extra mile to create options. Because the other thing is too, Jen, I'm walking into a place, I'll spend money. I just want to have something to spend money on that's worth my money. So I hope that it, it you are laying the groundwork for other bars too, to also see this as a viable thing, but for the community to support it too and say, you know what, I want to go out on a Sunday. I don't want to go out and get day drunk. I want to go out and see some music. I'm going to dance. I want to go dance. And I can spend 25, 50 bucks on a nice, like, honestly, I'll pay for a nice mocktail. I love a good mocktail. I love a good mocktail. Do you think that, I think you're you're part of a wave of sober-focused events or the underlying current is sobriety 
or just a sober space. Do you think we're going to see more sober spaces and art and music in the future? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm also hearing the term float around sober curious, um, which is interesting to me. I feel like the word sober has such a heavy weight to it that I don't want to say, that's why I called it a booze-free hang. I didn't want to say a sober hang because then people immediately get like, they don't, I don't want to go to that. That sounds boring or that sounds heavy. Sobriety's heavy. And it's like, no, sobriety doesn't have to be heavy. It's a new way to, to be present in life. I also think that the that younger generations, I'm almost 40, so younger generations don't want to drink. They're living a way healthier lifestyle than we are. And if you can offer that, um, like I said, if you're going to Lost Lake or Larimer Lounge or whatever, and you can get something other than a tonic water, it would be cool. I think it would just, it's, you can, like I said, you can still make money. Oh, 100%. I, and I also like your emphasis here on booze free because I agree, sobriety is heavy. Also, people that are sober often don't want to talk about it. We just want to be out in the world. But then there's also folks like you who are just like, I don't know. I'm just not drinking. I just don't. It's just, it's not, it shouldn't be a black or white either or. It's just like, it's just not. So how do we make that not the focus? We have a booze-free hang. Yeah, it's booze-free hang. Like I, I really had to think about that. I talked about it a lot with Eleanor, not wanting to use the word sober because I, again, it's sober is somber. <laughs> it's It comes with a lot of weight and a lot of people whether they're sober or not, have people in their life that in relationship that are sober and that probably does represent trauma for them and that probably does feel a little weird to be like, oh, should I be in a sober space? And so I really had to think about that again, like intention, intention, intention. What is your intention? The intention is to be like, yo, there's no booze here and we're going to dance our ass or dance our butts off. Sorry. Oh, you me. can cuss. It's okay. <laughs> okay, cool. And dance our asses off and uh, in the sunshine in the bright of the day you know with each like other. Let's, with each other like let's get out of this the dark the darkness like learning to dance in the light well jen cordy thank you so much this is lovely i appreciate you you're a lovely human Clearheads, a booze-free hang, happens monthly. The next one is this Sunday, May 8th, from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. at Fort Greene. All ages are welcome, and it's just 12 bucks to get in the door. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. The Cinco de Mayo Festival is finally back. It's been gone for the last two years because of the pandemic, but it makes its return this Saturday and Sunday to the partially reopened Civic Center Park. Bring the family down for some live music, delicious Mexican food, and folklorico dancers. Plus, catch the parade on Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Speaking of food, Denver's favorite family-owned Five Points restaurant is back. Welton Street Cafe closed in March as they prepared to move into a new place just down the street. They're not quite ready to show their loyal customers the new restaurant just yet, but in the meantime, the Dickerson family is serving takeout from a commissary kitchen at Park Avenue West and California Street. So go get your black-eyed peas, collard greens, and the best fried chicken in town. No, really, we did a whole show rating fried chicken in Denver, and Welton Street Cafe was the winner. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, where today Peyton has even more Cinco de Mayo celebration recommendations for you. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. Clearheads. There's a lot of. That was bad. Ugh.